Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Old Lady Speaks podcast on Black and White and Red All Over. I'm your host, Danny, coming to you for episode number 115. And if you want to listen to this one as well as our previous episodes, feel free to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, feel free to give us a rating and a nice review. We always appreciate those. So we have a much grumpy performance or two to talk about this week so let us bring in the uh, slightly smaller crew of sam lepresti who contrary to belief does not have steam coming out of his ears as we record that's only because the earplugs are in right now ah <laughs> so thank you to the is it the apple corporation who uh who yes, has your, uh, your... yes today's apple today is apple <laughs> i'm, I'm... I'm recording from an alternate site, so and I forgot my uh, my my usual Sony wireless, so I'm using some apples today. And with Chuck's out, uh, keeping the in-laws happy, we have Sergio Romero. Hello, Sergio. Hey, fellas, happy to be here as, as always. Yeah, shorthanded crew, but but should be good. Plenty to talk about. We're all happy, undefeated still. Uh, <laughs> let's not forget that we ha- we haven't lost. We literally cannot be beat. So that's right. I'm just uh, I'm sure everyone's really happy about that. <laughs> All right. Well, th- this week I-, I will first paint a little bit of picture. I know that uh, usually when I have previously just uh, read the grab bag, I go to Sergio, but I want to go to Sam first. But I will first paint the picture of uh, if you are a Sopranos fan, I have a f- feeling that Sam is going to be like Tony Soprano when he talked to Jackie Jr. in seasons three at uh, at Vesuvio, where he tells Jackie Jr. to sit down. And then he just goes to him. He's like, I'm going to say a few things. I'm going to say a few words and you're just going to have to like it. So Sam, what was your takeaway from a not so very good week for Juventus performance wise? Well, that's funny because I was actually planning on saving that for when we got to the main bit and not do, and, and doing a takeaway that was completely different just, just for the sake of variety. Cause I knew that I was going to, I knew that I was going to go nuts once we hit the bulk of everything. Because the the takeaway that I that that I had planned for this segment was, uh, and Sergio alluded to it in the grab bag, um, I'm starting to get worried about Juan Cuadrado. It is starting to look like Father Time is creeping up on him. There were at least two, maybe three moments yesterday where he went to take on his man and he just got stopped and dispossessed like easily. 
very uncharacteristically. And, you know, you're 34 years, he's 34. Uh, he, he started to, it looked like he was starting to, to, to have a little bit of a downturn in form at the end of last season. I think we might be looking at the end phase for him. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just needs a minute. Maybe we need something else for him like we do for the rest of the team. I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's starting to get a little concerning just how he seems to have lost a little bit of his burst, a little bit of his shiftiness. And yeah, it, it's, it's, starting to, it's starting to look like we might need to, to start worrying about him a little bit. What you got, Sergio? Yeah, I was, I was actually going to say the same thing. I'm, I'm equally worried for, for Juan Cuadrado. And, you know, he, he just looked, looked like a, he looked like an old guy out there on, on, on Saturday specifically. There was just this one sequence uh, when he was one-on-one against, I, I think it was Igor, the, the Fiorentina center back. Yeah. And, and he, he, I mean, I don't even know if he tried to dribble. If, if he tried to dribble, it was pretty unsuccessful. Like he got dispossessed weirdly easily like he's good for at least you know kind of trying to flop and maybe get a foul there at worst and he couldn't even do that like it was it was it was bad i'm, I'm equally worried I, I share that concern because that was a moment where he he looked rough and and we've been talking about how he needs to uh how probably since last year he, he's probably better suited to a, a bench role in which he comes in 30 minutes he, he's that kind of offensive offensive fulcrum for 30 minutes or so, but, but I mean, right now he, he's looking tough. Uh, but yeah, just to, to say something else outside of what Sam said, which I think covered it pretty well. I think uh, Matia Perrin is going to do everything in his, that he possibly can do to force a, a goalkeeper controversy. And I don't think uh, Max Allegri is going to Wally Pip Wosh. That just doesn't seem like his style. And to be fair, when, when Wosh has played, he's played well, but Perrin is doing everything in his power. Like he's been really, really good in the three, four stars that he's had this three starts, four starts, three starts and a sub appearance. Yeah. Three starts and a sub appearance. Yeah. Like he's played great in all of those games and on Saturday specifically, I mean, he's the only reason that you would get a draw out of that match, out of that matchup because he saves that PK. He gets that great save in the second half. Uh, acrobatic, you know, just kind of like peak pairing there. Like the guy we thought that was going to compete for that number one spot when, when he was initially brought in for Juve. Like he just really, really found his form. And Danny mentioned that that, that he was making a bid for the Italy's World Cup team, which, you know, unfortunate. Oops. But uh, he he's great. Like he's playing really, really good. Thankfully, the injury for, to, to Walsh is nothing too serious. Uh, but if it were, I'd be perfectly happy rolling with Perrin right now. Like he's really, really good. He's really finding his form. And the fact that he's the backup is, I mean, it's pretty, pretty wild. Like We don't have a lot of talent in a lot of places, but to have two starting caliber goalkeepers is, is pretty wild. So that, that's my takeaway. I think almost as impressive as that late, second half save that Perrine had was the fact that basically as he's hitting the ground, he shifts right into stretching out his leg because he was cramping. I saw that. That was that that's just athleticism and reactions at its purest. And I don't know, maybe because I'm a former goalkeeper, but I know for damn sure I could not move that fast to go from making a save landing with such on such an acrobatic save and then immediately going to stretching out my calf. 
I mean, he, they're, 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 they're pros for a reason. Like they're elite. <laughs> at everything. Exactly. They're pros for a reason. And I'm sitting here for a reason. So there you go. Uh, obviously as we, as we, uh, as Sam alluded to, there are some things we need to discuss about Juventus's performance, both, uh, midweek and Saturday against Fiorentina. First, I before Sam does maybe have the the steam sneak out of his ears, even though he's got headphones in. I was texting with our buddy Tito from Viola Nation to get a kind of out of the realm of Juventus world thoughts on on basically Juventus performance in the in the Fiorentina draw. And let's just say he uh, <laughs> one of the first things he said that he's like. I genuinely felt like Juve didn't attack at all in the second half. And I think if Tito, and we, we, we appreciate Tito for all he does to, uh, to make us laugh, but I think if he extended it if to Juventus didn't attack mostly for the final 75 or so minutes, it would have been applicable. So, Sam, your, your delayed Tony Soprano moment, um, the floor is open for you to uh, extend on your very well-put thoughts regarding Max Allegri from your match recap. Yeah, I I just, there is one common denominator here between how this team looks, and that is Allegri. This is now not only just a year, not only the first five games of this year, not only last year, but pretty much the entirety of his last season of his first tenure has just been negativity in the extreme. And it really, I've said this for a while now, uh, and I'm, I'm sure I've said it on the show before. The Max Allegri that was coaching in Florence yesterday is a different Max Allegri than the man that walked into the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff in 2017. Ever since that match, it's just a different guy. There are no more of the, you know, tactical woo-ha-has that suddenly turn a game that you, ha- that you think Juventus has no business being in and you turn it into a into something crazy, you know, like that Bayern round of sixteen, the second leg there when all of a sudden Juve were up two in the in the first half. That was all Allegri and all of his his tactical approach there. I mean, that was a game where we had Anderson Hernandez starting. For God's sakes! Now though, there isn't anything like that out of him at all. Now, all he does is he'll play some, you know, maybe he'll pass, have guys pass the ball around a little bit. The minute you get a goal, he is defending for his life. And it's almost, and in every once in a while, you'll see something shift. Like that first half in, in against Roma, when all of a sudden they start, they were pushing for it. And I was like, yo, maybe he's learned this. And then the Spezia game, Vlavic has another early free kick. And then Spezia bossed the rest of the first half on our pitch. You know, Milik scores what, what I, I do wish that that had been with his, with his, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I really wish that that had been just so that we could make it even funnier than it already and, looked. And I wish CBS didn't show the replays because then we could yeah, have yeah. gone with it. I know. Right. You know, Milik scores. And it was almost like they, it was almost like the team felt they had done something. They had put themselves in a bad spot. There was no impetus to move forward. The mentality was we've got our goal. Now we have to hang on for our lives. 
That is the mentality of a team like Monza. That is not the mentality of a team like Juventus. Good God. You know, I am, I'm, I'm going to be making cash work today. I'm sorry, cash, but <laughs> I, I am no longer on the Allegri out train. I have graduated. I am on the Allegri the out train at this point because there is nothing in him that I see that will change this. And everybody, and I know the, the refrain from a lot of people has been, you know, well, you know, we haven't had Pogba for a competitive game. We haven't had Chiesa for a while. Let them incorporate, let them do this. I do not see any signs that he will use those two players to do anything other than this. He, you know, Allegri, he is, he coaches scared. He coaches not to lose. He does not coach to win anymore. Meanwhile, the game has passed him by. Did he really not realize that what he was doing yesterday was playing right into Vincenzo Italiano's hands? Like he did exactly what Vincenzo Italiano wanted him to do and never changed it. And then he left his top player, a one guy who maybe could have caused a change in this on the bench the entire game. The fact that Dusan Vlavic did not play yesterday was ridiculous. Especially since, and this is, this is another problem I have with him right now, if you want to rest Vlavic, that's fine. You probably pushed him too hard when he first arrived at Juventus last year. You didn't give him enough of a rest. But if you, you say, oh, I want to rest him, and then in the very next sentence, practically, in, the, in his press conference yesterday, he essentially just gave up on the PSG game. And, and said, oh, well, you know, the, the Benfica home game is the important one anyway. And, and I mean, to be honest, to be completely honest, I almost want PSG to humiliate us on, on Tuesday. I almost want it to be just such a complete and up an epic beating that there will that all of a sudden there is no choice. Max is coming for you with those sirens, by the way. Yeah, right. Honest to God, I almost want that. Because I just want some, I want somebody in the front office to be beat over the head with the fact that this team cannot compete with elite teams right now, whether it be in Europe or in Italy, I don't think, the way that they are playing under Allegri. This team is talented enough. Allegri is not using them in any way, shape, or form near where their talent is. Remember that Twitter question the other day? I think it was two weeks ago. Can you name a player that Allegri has made better? And the answer for all of us was a resounding no, except for maybe Paolo Dybala, for whatever good that's done us now. Allegri is the problem here. And perhaps by corollary, Andrea Agnelli for bringing him back in in the first place. It does seem to me like for a team whose corporate slogan for the last couple of years has been live ahead, Max Allegri certainly seems right now to be a very, very puzzling choice. I, th- I think it's 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 undeniable that the team so far is not playing great. Um, I disagree slightly with the notion that Spezia was was bossing us or anything. Uh, they didn't have a shot on goal in the whole match, so it was it, it felt like a lot of sure have the ball, but you're not going to do anything with it. And it, it I mean, yeah, but why are we doing that again? I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but why are we doing that against Spezia at home? Why aren't we grinding them into the dirt the way we should be if we're supposed to be if we're the Juventus that we're supposed to be? Because you're not going to win every game 5-0. I mean, you're just not. And that's never been a normal thing. 
uh, it wasn't a great performance. And, and I agree in the sense that it, it hasn't been a great performance in uh, probably any of the, of the matches that we've played so far. Like, I don't think anyone should or, or could or will be happy with, with how Juventus have, have played so far. A lot of that obviously has to go into Max Allegri. He's the coach. He has to bear the responsibility for those results. So, yeah, definitely. I think it, it makes a lot of sense to be upset and, and to not like how the team is, is going right now. But as much as Sam doesn't want to hear it, I will have to be one of those guys that be that is like, hey, <laughs> they, they still don't have a lot of guys. <laughs> they still don't have a lot of guys. Obviously, if they if when they come back, we're still seeing this type of performance, then yeah, sure. We, we definitely have to, to question whether or not Max Allegri should continue in the role, whether he's the right coach for the job, whether he, like you said, where he has lost it, he he's no longer a good football coach or the game has passed him by. I think at that point, we can and we should make that judgment. But I'm still not quite there because it's it's match day five because we still, and, and as much as, you know, we don't want to say it, but it is important to have good players back. It is important to have a Federico Chiesa. It is important to have Paul Pogba Angel Di Maria hasn't played over 100 minutes all season, probably here or there. Uh, Leandro Paredes, who is someone who, while none of us is super excited about, we all think that is going to fit a very specific role and is going to probably make other guys better. He got in like this week. Like it was it was crazy to me that he was starting. Like that, that was pretty wild to me. And then he didn't have a great performance by any means, but he, he just got here. He's settling in. I still think with 40 games to go, and I made that case in the graph, like with 40 games to go, I still don't want to punt on the season. I still don't want to say we're done, we're doomed. Uh, this is going to be us for the remainder of those 40 games. Right now, I agree things are not looking great against Fiorentina. It was it was crazy to see those stats at the end of the game. It was like just no shots in the, in the second half. Like that's no matter who you are, that, that can't happen. And that has to come... Obviously, the coach has to bear a lot of the blame for that. But still, to just, I, I'm still not there in, send, in saying the season's done. Like, just wrap it up, fire everything, tear it down. I'm still not there just because, as much as it sucks to say, and it seems like a cop out and it seems like excuses, it's very tough for me to say, here are, have these two super talented players in Federico Kies and Paul Pogba. And to say, to not have them, you're going to play the exact same way. Like that to me is still very, very hard for me to, to agree with that notion. So I still think there's a lot of room to grow. I still think this team is not playing well. But at this point in the season, is still sit tight and wait. You have to let the new guys settle in. You have to let the new guys play in any sort of scenario. If we're sitting here in December and we're once again, and I think last year in, in at the break, we're in eighth place or something like that. If it's happening once again, I think at that point you can start saying, okay, where did we go wrong? Is he the guy? Should we fire him? Should we be pursuing another coach? Right now, to me, it still feels too, too, way too early to punt on the season, especially because we were just sitting here a week ago saying, hey, we played like pretty decent. Like that was a good game against Roma. Like there were good stuff. I think still, it's still too early for me to just say the season is a wrap. Like it still is. And even, even with the results being what it is, even with the mentality being what it is, even with the performances being what they are, you know, we are, depending on how Atalanta plays uh, on Monday, we are like two points away from, from the lead in Serie A. Like this is 
not a scenario in which we have lost every match. And we're, I mean, la- this time last year, we were joking that we were a relegation battler, right? Like, because those the results were that bad. Right now, I think we're in the middle of it. It's five games in, you know, it's still way too early to make the call. But with that being said, the results so far are not, are not encouraging. And it was, especially against Fiorentina, against Petia, I, I thought it wasn't that bad. But against Fiorentina, that was a pretty, pretty bad, bad, bad matchup. And no doubt about it, a lot of blame has to go to the manager. But, you know, a lot of the blame has to go to the players too. I mean, we saw some awful performances. Like we already touched on Juan Cuadrado, but Weston McKinney was, boy, like, I mean, that was tough to see. Manuel Locatelli, like there were big expectations from him, you know, with Leandro Paredes. And again, first game, but he was like pretty anonymous. Like he wasn't really all that, all that good. There were a lot of really bad individual performances that I don't think it can all be, you know, giving to it's the coach. Like sometimes like, Hey, just take the shot. My guy, like, just take the shot. It's like a wide open shot. Like just take the shot. Like sometimes that's not on the coach that's in, on, on the players too. And you know, it, it was disappointing, but I'm still not, not ready to, to wave the, the white flag. Just, just quite yet. I think for me, the, the worrying part and I know I replied to a comment. I can't remember which third it was because they all kind of mold together at this point where it's just, it's the mentality part of it. It's the, you know, you get a goal and then it's like, okay, well, let's not necessarily try and go to cruise control and see it out, but just, you know, shut it down and, and get more defensive. And it's like Juve defaults to one, nothing up counterattack time or one, nothing up our, our let's just, sink deeper and deeper and deeper. And I know, you know, I think it was towards the middle of the second half on the, on the Paramount broadcast, you know, Dre Cordero and Matteo Bonetti, they, I mean, they were getting pretty animated when talking about how deep Juve were getting and just how deep or how low Juve's block, what defensive block was. And, you know, we, we've all said it before. It's like Juve has been absolutely terrible the last few years playing against a high press well you see how low Juve's block was yesterday and it's like they barely had any room to get out of their own defensive third they were sitting so deep and I don't know it's just on one end I I want to agree with Sergio where it's like okay yeah we would expect things to be better with Pogba expect things to be better with Chiesa but on the other end it's like we don't know how much of Paul Pogba where Juve is actually going to have this season we don't know how his knee is going to react to playing what I would assume would be some heavy minutes going into the world cup when he does come back for one, we, you know, we're, we were told before the season, Chiesa is going to be back in the middle of September. Well, we're almost to the middle of September and it seems like he's going to be coming back later than originally thought. I mean, he's not on the champions league list. If I'm not, no, he is. He is. Okay. So is. there's that, but I think that the expectation is to really slow play him and then hope that he's good to go after the world cup break. So arguably your two best players, you don't really know what you're going to get from them at this point. And as we've seen with Di Maria, you know, maybe the, the, the health should have been our biggest concern. I mean, we're talking about one 34 year old winger. Well, here's another 34 year old South American winger who has, you know, he was great in the first game and then he got hurt. And now it's kind of like, okay, what are we, what are we getting from him? So I don't know. I'm, I'm frustrating with Allegri. Uh, I know that I I tend to be a <laughs> think on the on the more positive side of things, but 
I mean, as you could tell from reading the thread after the game yesterday, it's it's tough to watch this team right now. And and as I was, you know, to bring him up again, as I was telling Tito, it's like Juventus have you you look back on it, and obviously hindsight is what it is, but these have been five very winnable games, and they've only got two wins out of it. And a lot of those those drop points have come from winning positions. And maybe that's what's the most frustrating part of it all. It is that it's that not finishing games off. And then Allegri even talked about it himself and in his post-match when he was criticizing McKinney over not taking that shot. And, you know, that's a valid critique. You have to take that shot. Jesus Christ, West, take that shot. Goes to show you just how little confidence Weston has right now for whatever reason. But, you know, he talks about that. He, he talks about putting the game away when he made no effort to do so tactically. You know, we had a good, yeah, McKenney had that one good run off of a counterattack that we, on one of the few occasions, we actually did escape our own half. But, like, even the free kicks were, were just taps to the side. He never even thought to send anybody up for a free kick, you know, when we got them in, a, in, a, in positions that were remotely able to 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 put him into the box i don't see he, he's he says one thing and this is this is my one of my other huge problems with allegri is that it just seems like he's it feels like he's living in his own world sometimes because he you know he'll say one thing and then do the exact opposite you know we have you know we have to close up games okay then why weren't you attacking again why did you accept all that pressure when you knew that that's what your opponent wanted. I mean, are you really that arrogant to think that you could have done that, that you are, are better than Vincenzo Italiano at this and that your, your idea will prevail. Like there's, there's just so it's not just, and, and that's the thing is that I keep on saying this. It's not just five games. You know, Sergio, you were talking about, you know, again, the whole thing. Well, who are the guys on the team, you know, we were in, in 2018, 19, his last season out of his first time around, we were playing the same way and we were throwing out Douglas Costa, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mandzukic, Dybala, a much younger Quadrado, like Federico Bernardeschi. Federico Bernardeschi before he, he, <laughs> before he collapsed. Hey, that's MLS superstar Federico Bernardeschi. Pjanic was still doing well. We had the BBC. This is not a recent development for him. It's just not. And it doesn't seem like he has any ideas anymore. He, he seems to just think that what he used to do, what won him his first, the, first, the titles for Juve, what won him his title, his first title with, with Milan before Berlusconi and, and Galliani started dismantling that team around him, will still work. And it doesn't. This is like, this guy spent two years out of football, watching how things were going and came back thinking he could play the same exact way and that he could win that way. And that's a kind of arrogance that, that bugs me because the evidence is clear. We're not, you know, we didn't win a single game against the teams that finished above us last year. You know, we didn't beat Atalanta at all last year. The coaches that are coaching the teams that we are competing for, for titles and for European places are all playing modern games that can just run circles around what we're doing right now. And he is of no mind to change. 
He has had, he has shown no signs that he's going to change at all. You know, why wait until Pogba is, you know, maybe or maybe not fully fit or Chiesa is, is fully fit because if you wait until then, it might already be too late because we're digging ourselves a mighty hole right now. It's not going to be feasible. We're not going to be able to play Milan and Inter like this. We're going to get slaughtered. I mean, we're just not in a hole right now. We're two points from the lead. So we're, we're just, I mean, we're not. I mean, just factually, we're not. Look, I, I get a lot of what you're saying and I understand it. And look, I'm, I wasn't happy with it either. I wasn't happy about it either. I, I don't think anyone was. With that being said, I just don't buy and have never bought the argument of let's play modern football. Andrea Pirlo played modern football. Andrea Pirlo won a hell of a lot more than Massimiliano Allegri has since he Last came back. Year. I mean, even in 1819, we won the league and the Super Cup. Like, that wasn't a, a bad year either. Andrea Pirlo won the Cup and the Super Cup. I, I agree. I, I don't think he should have been fired. It, I've made that case at the moment, but he was fired anyway. But anyway, he played modern football. It wasn't great. Like, we we're sitting here having the same arguments about how the team didn't play well. Uh, Maurizio Sarri played modern football. He didn't, like, we fired him after one year. He barely won the league. We didn't play well there. I've never bought the, the thing about we have to play modern style football. I think whatever, I'm not even mad that Max Allegri plays defensive football because that's who he has mostly always been. My real concern is, okay, you're going to set up in the low block. You're going to defend that one goal. That's fine. Do it. But when you get those counterattacks, you have to be able to make them work because you can allow another team to, to have possession and to go at you and be defensive, but you have to make them pay. And I think that's what Juventus right now is just not doing. Like they were not counterattacking because you can play a team against the high press. Like you, you don't have to just get overrun. Like you can't play it, but you have to know how to beat it. And it was a bit infuriating to, to not see them be able to do that. That's the thing that really, you know, bothered me because like the, the spaces are there. Like just make two, three passes. You could make a run. Sergio, they, they weren't though. No, they were. They just weren't. No, they, no, Sergio, they weren't because they're because none of the midfield, the midfielders were getting squeezed immediately. And whenever somebody managed to actually get a ball towards Milik, he was so isolated. And the teams and the and the rest of his teammates were so close to the Juventus box that he was getting swarmed by five guys by the time anybody came anywhere close to being able to help him. And by the time that he that he got support, the ball was already going back the other way. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's that's to me the fact that you're not being able to find those spaces. Because if you're doing a high press, there are spaces. You just have to find them. And the team wasn't finding them. And that's because either the management, like you're not coaching them to beat a high press, which if that's the case, then 100% fire later tomorrow. Or the players just don't know how to beat the high press. Like they're not talented or skilled enough to beat a high press. And I think that's that, that to me is maddening because you can play defensively and you can play a conservative style football but you have to be able to to beat those teams that are just going to high press you to death or otherwise just make every team in every league play a high press and you're just going to win every time like that's just not how football works like you definitely can't beat them but you have to to actually do it and i just wasn't seeing that yesterday if if was it managing or was it just the players not playing all that well or just not being informed I think it's a combination of both. I don't think it's one in isolation. But yeah, I, I think it, it wasn't a, a great result. And I, I just don't buy that it's Max Allegri telling them, 
play poorly. Like, I, I just don't, don't buy that. I just don't, don't think that's what's happening. I just think it's either they're not being managed correctly, which it could very, very well be a, a what's happening. I'm not saying that it's not, or the players are also making bad decisions and playing poorly and playing flustered, which was something that we saw yesterday. I mean, we already alluded to it, but Weston McKinney just not shooting in a situation in which you could very easily have gone 2-0 up against Fiorentina. I mean, that that changes the game right there. It's obvious that something is going on, and I don't think it's 100% on Allegri. I think it's a, a percentage of it. It's definitely on Allegri. I think it's also guys that are just not fully settled into the squad at the moment, which considering all the changes that there have been, it's, it's not entirely unreasonable to me to, to suggest that. Drake Cordero and Matteo Bonetti were saying something towards the end of the game last night, uh, yesterday. Rack up all of the teams in the top five leagues in Europe that are title contenders. The only one that plays like this is Atletico Madrid. And that is a, an incredibly special case of Diego Simeone being, first off, having a team that has stayed together for a, a long time, at least a lot of the main players, and just you know being there for as long as he has, just instilling that, that philosophy into the team is to the point where it is their DNA. This isn't football that can win at the highest level anymore. I just disagree. We, we saw Real Madrid play defensive in the Champions League final and win. We, we saw that like not six months ago. You can win in any sort of style you want. Like it's not the style, it's just play it well. And Juventus is not playing well right now. Like you can play defensive, play, play well defensively. They're just not playing well defensively right now. And, and they haven't for, I don't know, maybe for a while but they're just not playing well. I, I don't think it's the style. I don't think it's the mentality. I just, th- I just think it's they're not playing well. Can that be fixed? I think bringing in good, better players that are better suited to that style is going to help. If it doesn't, like I said, like if it doesn't, if we're still seeing these performances with Federico Chiesa, with Paul Pogba, with players already settled into the roles in December or January after the World Cup, then at that point, start talking about changing the coach. But at this point, it's match day five. I'm still not there. We're not going to have that kind of time this season, Sergio. We're going to be in a dogfight for the top four places. We're two points from the lead. It's two points. (laughs) Sergio, do you really think that we're not going to be dropping points against Inter and against Milan the next month? Do you really think that we are going to be beating them playing like this? Roma just got bowled over by Udinese. Like, you just don't know. You just don't know. Like, it's match day five. Like, give it some time. Like, let's not lose our minds in match I day five. I don't think there is time, Sergio. We are going, if we wait until the World Cup, we might not, we might be in a hole that we are going to be way too, that we are not going to be able to get out of. And we might be leading the table. We're like, we not going to be leading the table, oh, Sergio. No. Like, we just Stop don't know. That. It's match day five. I know that it's, I, I, I know Sergio, we are not going to be leading the table at the World Cup. We it's don't not, know that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of right, let's do. put some money on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That there is absolutely nothing that this team and this coach has shown that tells you that they can get after. Did you watch the the, the Madonina last night? Yeah, I did. Do you think that Juventus can beat either of those teams right they now? They have terrible defenses. Do you, do you really think that either of those teams can be would would 
would Inter, would Inter allowed three goals. Us. Inter allowed three goals. They, they can be beat. Inter has struggled. Like, I don't think they're... They can be beat team. by an elite team like Milan with a coach that actually knows what the hell he's doing, like Pioli. I don't know, There's man. This team playing this way, we are not beating either of those teams. We are lucky to be getting draws off of those teams. And, and we might not, but I think the, the case you're making is there is no way that this team is going to be any better in six months' time. Like, no way. Like. I, I don't chance. think there is. Yeah, and I, I disagree. I think there is a chance. I think t- guys are going to settle. I think guys are going to come back from injury. I think there's a pretty decent chance they are better six months from now than they are now. And I could be wrong, or you could be wrong. We just don't know. We have we have to see it. But you and I both do this for a job, and we have to watch 40 more games of this. I have to hope there's a reason, like there's a chance that that you know we can be better. And I've seen enough that I can say, I think there is a chance that we can be better. Maybe I'm wrong. What have you seen that lets you say that? The first half against Roma is literally the only thing, and that evaporated. Yeah, yeah. But I've, I have a track record of success with this guy. I have good players coming back. Track record of success five years, 10 years ago, practically. Okay, 10 years ago, that's just not accurate. What, he, he came in eight years ago is yeah. when he came in. 2014, exactly. Exactly. So yes, the game is a lot different than the day that he came in to take over for Conte. You can't deny that. No, no, no. It's definitely not. But I still think that if I had to make a bet, he's still stuck in that on that day. Basically, I still think if I had to make a bet, I think this team's going to be better six months from now than it is today. Then let's make a bet. I can't make a bet right now. Diapers are expensive. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I do not understand what you see that gives you any reason to assume that right now. I honestly, it's just Paul Pogba coming back, Federico Chiesa coming back, Angel Di Maria getting minutes, Leandro Paredes settling in. If we get Paul Pogba for more than 15 games this year, that's going to be a win. Sure. I'm just waiting on his knee to explode. I mean, sure. He could also get healthy. Like, I mean, at this point, it's just speculation for me and you. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, thinking something's going to happen. We just don't know. If, Like I said, if by the end of the season we're having the same conversation or if by mid of the season we're having the same conversation, fire the guy. Like, I don't care, but it's match day five. Like, I still think it's way too early. We're two points from the table. No team has really looked unbeatable right now. Like, I think teams have looked good, but Roma was looking good. They just got bowled over by Udinese. Like, we, we don't know. Like, it's way too early to, to, to say anything. And I think that with the guys coming back and with just the progression of guys settling in, this team is going to look better. No one on the team has looked better since the day he came back. Like, like I said, we had that discussion till like two weeks ago. No one on this team has been made better by Max Allegri. Well, this team is a drastically different team than the one last season. Not really. We're minus Dybala. We're minus Delict. Morata. And, and minus Morata. Everybody else, all of the major players are very much the same. The midfield, I think, is different. You have, you have Paredes in. I think that Paredes guy's is different. Gonna, Paredes isn't going to move the needle at all. Paredes is a journeyman dude that played, fifth, that played 20 games for PSG last year. 
I mean, Angel Di Maria was played like very few games too. Like, he's the center midfielder for the Argentinian national team. Like, that's not nothing. Name me the, name me a couple more non forwards that the Argent that the Argentines have to <laughs> to throw into their into their midfield, and and that and we can get into that when we talk about the the, the final transfer stuff. But I I don't see much that's gonna based on the the year plus that he has been on this job again, I don't see the team improving because no one has under him right now. Manuel Locatelli has seriously regressed since the time that he was with Juventus under Max Allegri. Weston McKinney has seriously regressed under Max Allegri. You know, all of the players that we need to, you know, Vlaovic is, Vlaovic is, is, has been massive this year, but He's not going to keep on scoring four, you know, four goals in four ga- every four games on 20 touches. That's just not going to happen. And frankly, the, the, the big part about this that, war- that scares the living crap out of me is that, is that we start getting repeats of this summer. The Licht lost faith in the project. That's why he's gone. How long is Dusan Vlahovic going to be sitting, standing up there frustrated with no service before he starts wondering if, you know, Bayern Munich or one of the Premier League clubs that can back up a Brinks truck might be a better place for his talents right now. Might Federico Chiesa start thinking the same thing because Chiesa took a step back before his injury last year too. No one on this team has gotten better under Allegri and I don't understand why it is reasonable to assume that they suddenly will. Yeah, no, no, you, you, you've made it clear. Like you're not high on, on Allegri, you're not high on the team. I, I I just disagree because you're painting a, a scenario in which everything goes goes bad, and and it could very well happen. Like I agree, it could very well happen, but it's also I I I just think that with time, players are going to play better. I think with time, Weston McKinney is going to take those shots. I think with time, Leandro Paredes, as much as you think he, he's a journeyman, he he's going to get settled and he's going to fill that role. That I agree. For example, one thing that I've always criticized of Allegri is. You know, the great Manuel Locatelli center midfielder experiment that never worked. I think there's there's been an acknowledgement that it didn't work. And that's why Paredes was brought in. I think just having a guy that that's his natural role on the field, I think that's going to help a lot. I think the development of Fabio Mietti, a guy who, for as much crap as we give the guy for not playing young guys, he's given that guy like plenty of games so far. I honestly... Low-key kind of thing, they saved him because he's going to start against PSG. Like, I think that's a fairly reasonable thing to, to maybe suggest. Uh, th- there's there's things that I, I think are going to get better just because with time, teams are going to jail. I think there was a lot of turnover between the team of last year and the team that is playing right now. Uh, there are certainly areas of concern, 100%. And I'm not dissuading that. But I also think that there's a scenario in which these guys start playing together, start getting the system, start having a feel for each other. Manuel Catelli goes back to playing that that box-to-box role like he's better at after playing one year as a central midfielder. That's just going to make this team better eventually. And, and he could be not, and I could be wrong. But I still think that players with talent are going to end up performing to a level similar to that talent. They're not right now. And I think in the long run, they are going to start playing better. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see the signs that you do. So, you know, here's to my being wrong. 
Let, let's all hope Clank. so because we have 40 more games of this. I made I made the math yesterday. Like at at worst 40 more games. And you know, it's going to suck if it's 40 more games of of Juve Fiorentina because that was that was a tough watch. Hi guys, I'm still here. Sorry, Danny. Okay. <laughs> hey everybody. You can jump in. How do you feel about Leandro Paredes? <laughs> I'm I'm going to wait and see until he's been here for more than a week. How about that? It was pretty wild that he was starting. I, I was honestly shocked. It was like this dude's been here for like four days. I'm pretty sure he still doesn't even know how to how to move around Turin. If Rabio hadn't been hurt, I don't think that would have been a thing. But at least the uh, the Paredes family showed up nicely on Wednesday, very coordinated in their black and white outfits. That might have been the highlight of the week for him. That was nice. But uh, do we want to talk Mercado or do we want to talk Twitter questions? Because I feel like we probably won't have time for both. Uh, let's, let's hit the Twitter questions. All right. Well, the Mercado stuff will have to wait for another day because uh, we are getting short on time here. So um, I have a feeling this question might be just for Sergio since Sam has made his feelings <laughs> known from at WD Yates 91. Does Allegri survive if Juve doesn't make it out of the Champions League group? I guess it depends on, on how they, they do in the league. I think if they win the league and they, they fail out of the Champions League group, maybe, but I, I lean towards no. I, I don't think, I mean, we fired Conte because of that. I'm pretty sure like when, when they got bounced and they ended up in the Europa League, that, that was the last year of Conte. So I'm, I'm guessing that they would have to move on from him if they failed so, you know, so spectacularly out of European competition. Then again, if they win the league and the cup, I don't know. Maybe they don't, but, but who's to say? All right. Uh, another, since it's very much the topic this week, uh, Allegri question from at Luca underscore DeSandro. How long do you give Allegri before sacking him if performances slash results don't change? Sam will have will have wanted to sack him yesterday, correct? Yes, correct. Um, realistically, the best opportunity at replacing him will come after the World Cup when you've got a bunch of, of guys coming off of the coming out of the World Cup, perhaps leaving their international jobs. You look at a guy like maybe Didier Deschamps, may come back and give him another run. He said it, he said out loud before that he'd like to come back to to Juve that he regrets leaving the way he did after the promotion from Serie A, uh, from Serie B to Serie A. So that's when I think there will be competent coaches, you know, the kind of coaches, unless you want to like, you know, do a Zidane or do a, no, I mean, frankly, Zidane, all indications are that Zidane is waiting for Deschamps to leave France to take that job. The other guy that's available right now is Pochettino. He didn't have a very good run at PSG right now. I don't know if that's going to be a great, a great move. I'd like to, I, I would like Deschamps, but yeah, it's it, if, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to give him a permanent replacement right away, the world cup is right after the world cup is when to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. I think that would be the, the earliest window where it would make sense. I think the results would have to be catastrophic for them to, to, to make that choice. I mean, I'm talking, you know, like like the previous question was like elimination from the Champions League. Maybe you already got bounced from the Copa. Uh, you're doing terribly in the league, like mid-table. Something like that would have to happen for him to get bounced in in 
you know, during that break. But if it were to go down that down that road, I agree. I think that would be the the place where it makes most most sense. All right. Next question here from David Desberg at the True RAC. It's hard to at to think of a question. We're all tired. But if I had to, from the contradiction slash lies in the post-match comments to the tactics to just every stupid decision under the sun, do you think Max has any clue as to what he's doing? Can you make sense of what he's trying to do? No. <laughs> and we just spent like 50 minutes arguing that. So <laughs> there you go, buddy. That's the answer. <laughs> exactly. There's the answer to your question, David. You, If you had listened to the last 50 minutes, you got it right. We, we just went very into detail on that question. Retroactive application of your uh, of your question. Yes, let's let's go to a, a not uh, Max Liger question from at Juve fan 1897. It's just two simple words. Perez debut? Underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, underwhelming. Uh, especially there, there was this, I think he was fine at first, but I think he, he failed off. Uh, he, he let off after that. Uh, there, there was this one specific passage where I was like, okay, this was kind of like exactly what he should not be doing. And he tried to dribble past two guys. Uh, he did so clumsily. They dispossessed him and, and someone had to, I think it was Locatelli had to foul a Fiorentina guy right, right on the edge of the box. And it was, a dangerous free kick, like nothing came off it, but that was the type of play that we've just been seeing either Rabio or Bentancourt do like a bunch of times, like try to be a central midfielder when you're not and kind of trying to dribble out of that pressure and, and just getting this possessed. That made me a bit worried, but then I, I remembered, Oh, the guy's been here for like four days. So maybe let's not be super harsh on him so far. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Got to give him time, but for a debut, I thought it was a tough place to to start and and to to debut, and it was a bit underwhelming. But I mean, it was his first game. So you're not sarcastically throwing out the line, "Oh, I thought Juventus actually needed a regista." Yeah, no, that that's not <laughs> not not yet, not quite yet. But <laughs> the, we, you know, to give a late shout out to the dearly departed Arthur, he was sort of decent at escaping those situations. That was the only good thing that he brought to the table. Like he could, he could, you know, dribble his way out of those type of things. And that was, that was nice to see on occasion. And then he'd pass it to the other team. Yeah. But Hey, I'm sure he'll, he'll revolutionize Liverpool's midfield. I'm, I'm sure of that. That's right. Him, him, him and Zach are going to become just like Kulusevsky and Pendicore, uh, just a supersized and utterly opposite version of what they were at Juventus. Sack could be. If they do, though, God, what does that say about us? Nothing good. Sack could be. I think Sack was just woefully just misused here. Here, I agree. Arthur just, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But hey, who knows? Yeah, it's like at Chelsea, you can see exactly where he should be played. At Juventus, you could see exactly where he was played, but he wasn't actually played there. And especially with N'Golo Kante getting older and older and older and more and more injured. There you go. There's there's basically a taller version of N'Golo Kante in a way. I'm sure just, we'll sign him next year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a, another fun question uh, from uh, Vince P. At Forza Juve 77. Why can't this team create chances other than... Eric Milik scoring with his penis. 
Arik Milic. <laughs> Lowly, I mean, <laughs> low key, but two goals in two games. Not bad. Not bad for a guy which is nobody wanted here. Right? right yeah. yeah, just nobody wanted. I was okay with him as a backup. But why? Well, partly because Allegri isn't <laughs> putting the team in position to do that. And, and this goes back to even, you know, even the Roma game when we ostensibly we, we played pretty well, but we didn't create the chances. So I, I don't know if there's really a, a plan in the final third right now. It, it's just, it, it comes down to coaching for me just because it, it's so, it's been so many games now and it's so systematic that there isn't an explanation to me other than that the coaching just isn't up to par. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 a conversation we just had, another retroactive sort of answer. <laughs> but but yeah, even even at his peak, I, I think Allegri just wasn't a super offensive coach. So you're just not going to see a team roll over and get 10 shots on goal. But I think, you know, one shot on goal is still bad. You still need to generate more chances. And the chances you do, you know, finish them. And I just think they haven't been all that clinical with the chances they've generated. All right. Question from uh, at Twitter list Chucks. Will you guys be uh, nice when I come back next week? Of course. We always miss you, Chuck. <laughs> We're only going to be getting you for another week or two before you head out to the, to get ready for the big day. So, you right. know, that's right. Before he gets his, his own personal winter break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I, I wouldn't mind going to Europe for a month like he is. So, uh, yeah. Must be nice, Chucks. Anyways. That should do it for Twitter questions this week. Thank you all for sending them, and we always appreciate them. As always, if you want to send them to us at Juventus Nation is where you send them, and follow us there as well as on Facebook and on the Instagram, where Sergio was very active and very, very amusing with uh, some of the responses he got to uh, to some some Instagram questions he, he got regarding Juventus' performance against Fiorentina. So uh, I, I have a feeling, Sergio, you'll be interacting with the people more and more, hopefully, as the uh, season goes on. Yeah, we're going to try to be a, a little bit more active on it. Uh, truthfully, we, we kind of uh, disappear from Instagram a little bit after, <laughs> after we started it. Life got in the way. Stuff got got complicated. But as things kind of go back to a little bit of, of a normalcy, uh, we're going to try to trying to do a lot more stuff like that. So, yeah, hit us up there and, and we'll try to get us as many as we can. Right on. So uh, we got the social plugs and now the podcasting plugs. If you want to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, Black and White and Red All Over is your search tool. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, feel free to leave us a rating or a review. So for Sam, for Sergio, for Chucks, as I do this out of order, and for producer Couch, this is Danny saying thank you very much for listening. And hopefully we have some better things to talk about next week.